Welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast, the podcast that will help you embrace, grow, and be transformed by the transitions of life. Now here's your host, Debbie Ronka. Welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast. I'm Debbie Ronka, your host. If you feel that you are a creative, one who is building something, developing a new vision for yourself or your business, then today's podcast will be so meaningful for you. I have with me today my friend Giselle Macarenas, one of the most creative and passionate women I know. She is continually creating a vision, defining it, and building it not only for her own life as an entrepreneur, but Giselle is passionate about empowering others to succeed and do the very same thing. She was featured in Finance Yahoo as one of the top branding coaches for 2020, and she was number four on that list. Giselle, welcome to the Transition Bridge Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you. I know you have so much to share with our audience and you've accomplished so much. And I know you're here also not to just share also your accomplishments, but the struggles and the challenges that we all face as women as we're trying to build something and listen to that creativity inside of us. And, you know, this is the heartbeat of the podcast. I love to have guests come on and share their stories of transition, how it impacted them and what they've learned and how they got to the other side or to that next season or direction and wholeness and clarity, because all of us are going to learn together as we hear the powerful stories. So before we jump in, Giselle, I just want to share a little bit about you, okay? Absolutely. Perfect. Well, Giselle was born and raised on South Texas border. Giselle makes her living as an entrepreneur and a personal branding coach. Her entrepreneurial journey began as a nightclub owner from 2000 to 2009. She found herself doing the work of a publicist for several years for some of the high profile individuals she met as the nightclub owner, and she spent many years perfecting her process. Founding Indigo PR firm in 2013, Giselle was looking for a more accessible, affordable, and effective way to help people brand themselves. Over the next five years, the vast boom of social media and her passion for small business inspired her to modernize her idea of personal branding. With the immense untapped potential that social media presented, Bold Institute was born. It was created for the entrepreneur and the focus of Bold is to teach late adapters about social media and how to show up authentically and consistently to build their influence, community, and business. Giselle teaches her students that you cannot corporate your way into people's hearts. It's all about vulnerability. And her numerous tips and tools explain that relatability and vulnerability are essential to building a fruitful and engaged social media community. Giselle continues to pursue her life's passion for helping others succeed by extracting their magic and their purpose, actively redefining what it means to be a branding coach. Her unique perspective and talents have been featured in Yahoo Finance, Thrive Global, and BuzzFeed. 
Giselle teaches on a global scale, including the women's organization Fem City, and has multiple courses, programs, and tips that can all be found on her website, theboldinstitute.com. Well, Giselle, I'm so excited you are here. You are just one of those creative women. You're always building movements. You're building people. You're building companies. And in all of this creativity, it's inevitable that you've encountered some messiness, as I call like that messy middle in the middle of a transition bridge. So just share with us today your story, uh, whatever's in your heart, because I know it is going to be really special. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much. You know, I'm listening to you uh, read my bio and I'm thinking how appropriate that we're I'm on a podcast about transition because I'm listening to the bio and that was me five minutes ago. Like that was Giselle. And I've had this such a massive transition since November 1st because, you know, when we are, when we have those highs and lows of, of trying trying to figure out who we are and what and how we're supposed to impact the world at, in its in its most raw form you know like i think that is where so much you know you were talking about how like i i've built so much and i've 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 pivoted so much and yes i have because in search of my truest purpose like i know what i'm good at. I'm great at branding. I, I am. I'm good at helping people show up to vulnerably, but there is something, and you said it towards the end, that with my movement with Fem City, that is where I come alive. And I've always known that. Empowering women to show up, show up and share and share for impact, share so other women can grow and other women can see and relate to the ability of, I can do that because she's doing it. And the only way we're going to ever be able to like continue to break, break through so many walls that we have to go through as women, period, the end is by other women taking, like being courageous enough to do so. So with all that said, I find myself now as a COO of a startup called Latina Empire. Like today, Woo! me speaking to you, everything I've built and everything I've done in, in, in my entrepreneurial journey, in my journey to impact women, has I finally have arrived at a space that I can honestly say is fulfilling. And when we get into talking about like the lows or the challenges or the roadblocks or the limiting beliefs that, that I personally have encountered in, in trying to find this space, trying to find that, that thing that I didn't know what I was reaching for. I just knew that I want to impact people. I want to impact people. I want to, I want to help people show up and be brave and, and be fulfilled. And I never used that word before because I didn't realize that's what I was always searching for. And I really think that that is where peace and love and vulnerability is found is when you're in a space of fulfillment. And I don't think enough people know that because I didn't. 
until I'm until I was in it. And I'm finally almost 50 and I've barely found it. I've had love. I mean, Debbie, I I love life. I I see the good in everyone. Um, even when things are challenging, I, I've been given a, a gift by God to be able to like turn off the switch that doesn't align with me. So I'm going to move on. I'm going to cut ties. I'm not going to give my, what I call every, all of us have fairy dust. I only give my fairy dust in a space where it, it is being, it is being taken to, to, and, and, and like to grow, you know, not to be taken advantage of, because I think that, that, that is something that we all need to like really find that, 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 that ability to say no, right. To say no. And I've, I've had that, I've grown into that. But the one thing I didn't realize was that I've been, I've been through all of these episodes, which is, which has had me arrive here at absolute fulfillment. I love that. I never thought about that when you get to the place of fulfillment, that allows you to be vulnerable. How does that work? Tell me more about that. I find that interesting. To be thinking about it, like, I mean, we've, we've had conversations in the past where, you know, and it's always been around like personal branding on social media. Our generation has a really hard time being vulnerable in a space where strangers are watching you or people from your past may be watching you, right? Like, no, no, no. What are they going to think? Or I don't want them to know too much of me or, or, you know, like there's all these roadblocks from just sharing magic, just share your your purpose and share the story of how you got here. And sometimes you have to be vulnerable. That's the only place that people begin to trust is when you are vulnerable in your journey. You cannot be vulnerable if you don't don't feel safe. And you really don't feel safe unless you feel fulfilled. I can follow that. I can follow that now. It's so true. There really is a process there. You're safe if you feel fulfilled. And as a result, you feel safe to be vulnerable. And there's something about vulnerability endears you to another person. And I think we miss that. We think by being vulnerable, oh, we're revealing something about ourselves. People will think less of us, but they actually think more of you because they're more inspired that you shared something and it draws people in. They want to get close to you. They also don't feel alone because when you're vulnerable, you're sharing a part of you that went through either pain, a challenge, you felt inferior or, or not good enough or whatever that when you are vulnerable and you're sharing something from your past that helped you get to where you're at, it's usually there's pain in it. And we, unfortunately, as a, we feel like that shows us as weak or not intelligent enough, or we're not capable. And that is farthest from the truth. All that does is allow people to do the same. So it builds trust. It builds confidence. It, it allows people to feel like they're a part of something, even if they don't know you, they feel like they're a part of something bigger because they can relate to you. 
Apps, and it's you know, it's a heart opening of the heart. You know, we all can have tend to have our hearts closed in certain areas that we're afraid to be vulnerable in, and when we open up our heart, it actually gives someone else permission to open their heart. And what a beautiful like if we can actually just see that uh, beyond the veil of what happens when people open their hearts and the connection that comes as a result of that. So I have this quote here, Brene Brown has her book, Dare to Lead. And she had this great question in there. And I think it's so appropriate for today's podcast. She asked a friend of her, hers, her name's Debbie Millman. And she asked her this question, what is the soul of designing a creative life? I'll ask that again. What is the soul of designing a creative life? And Debbie Millman's answer was embracing the messiness. Oh, yes. Yes. It's just like what we talked about, especially if you're a creative as you are. And I believe I am to an extent as well. Like we, we just think in another realm, we think a little differently. And there's a high sensitivity, I think, too, for a creative person, because we just dream and we have these visions and we get it, but sometimes maybe other people don't. And it could get messy in there. So how, how have you encountered disappointment? And when you did, how did you handle that? Oh, gosh, Debbie, I mean, which time? You know, you know, in the journey of a creative, um, especially in in what I what I had done for a good, you know, 15 years, um, I was on a journey to basically try to convince a generation to let go of the limitations that they were having with social media. I was I was determined because I saw like I saw the, the ability to reach way more people than you could ever in the most traditional sense. But it was so much rejection. It was constant rejection. It was constant. Um, and that's okay because the ones that I was able to reach and they saw a transformation and they continue to see a transformation, I like look at their growth and I'm like, wow, I had a hand in it. And sometimes it was as simple as you know, them taking a couple of methods or, or I got to choose their username, you know, because I, I, I felt it in my being that that was going to attract their core client. And, and they listened to the little, and they, they saw just massive transformation. And that is incredibly fulfilling, but that was 10% of what I experienced in 15 years. 90% was rejection. I had a really good friend once tell me, and she, it's just ignorance. It has nothing to do with how she really thought of me. It was just something that came out naturally of, of God, I just feel like you've wasted so much time. You're so talented. You're so much bigger than this. And I just feel like you've wasted so much time. And I remember hearing, and it was very painful because it's somebody I love and respect very much. And I knew where she was coming from, that it wasn't from a space of looking down at me. It was coming from a space of, gosh, you could do anything. Why are you breaking your head trying to convince a generation who is 
not listening. And for me, it was like, because they need to listen, they need to understand that the power is on the other side of the learning curve. Their fear is getting in the way of their abundance. And so, but it's not lost on me that it, it helped me arrive to where I am today. So when you ask me what it was, I mean, I need you to like understand that most of my found, like, like my purpose has been in a lot of rejection in a space of rejection, because I chose a generation. I chose a client that was literally just not having it. Like, like they, the fear was too intense. The fear was too thick, but I was determined to reach I was determined to reach them. And, and I did. And I, and I had success against all odds <laughs> because my purpose was pure. My intention was pure. And so, you know, if anybody can take anything from that is that your, your ultimate, like, the ultimate success is just on the other side of those walls and rejection. And if you truly believe in what you're doing, you have to push through and you have to develop the ability to turn off the noise that comes with rejection, that comes from the nose, that comes from no one buying your course, that comes from, from people not answering your calls, that comes from somebody who actually hires you then after says, can you list all the ways that you actually are going to help me make an, a, a return on my investment, not to, not because they don't understand the power of investment of humans, the investment of influence that doesn't have money attached to it. We are in a world right now, Debbie, that kindness and impact and, 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 and a hand in pulling them up with you and sharing all of your magic all of your talent and experience is the currency. And we have the vehicle in social media, in, in, in the ability to like reach people through Zoom. And, but it's not an immediate ROI. It actually now takes a lot of work in building trust and building like that connection. And it takes work. And, and, and it's hard for a generation who wasn't born into social media, into this. I mean, we're about to take another major shift. We are going into the meta world. That's true. If you do not understand social media, you are going to never understand the meta world. Oh, my. I'm going to have to sit at your feet when that time comes. <laughs> the time I, is here. I know. Well, you and know, I, I was going I to ask you it. what fuels your passion. And I, I just hear it in your voice because you really see the need. You mm. see the need in the generation uh, of the boomers. And who else do you love to help? The Gen Xers. Um, you see the need. And maybe someone else is blinded to that need. But I tell, I can tell you I'm, I'm a boomer. And, you know, your wisdom and your knowledge and your not on your passion, but your compassion to listen, to know, and to understand the difficulty of the process 
for someone who's in that generation, and yet you care enough to say, hey, I see so much potential in you. I see your magic, as you always love to say, and your purpose. I want to help draw that out. And that takes a very special person, and which is you. And it's so difficult, I think, at times when you feel passionate about doing something. And like you said, the conversations or suggestions, even from people that we love and admire, could potentially take us off our course if we give more weight to their opinion to what's burning in our heart to do. And so I love the fact that you've stayed on track. You know, there's this uh, transition quote, learn to embrace a change in your work and your personal life and make the transition to a better you. Mm. And it sounds like, you know, what you're sharing with us is as you're building, as you're creating, you're being transformed in between each thing that you're, you're built. I've, I find that every time I learn something new, I'm being transformed inside, I'm being strengthened. And, you know, when I look back, I think, my goodness, you know, if I, if I didn't have the courage to keep moving and to believe that there was something inside of me to bring forth, I would have never transitioned to a better me. And so I see that was what you're trying to do, Giselle. You're trying to all have all of us be transitioned to a better us and yes. all this you've done. How, how did you experience transformation in yourself? I know you talked about rejection, but how did you see a better transformation in you? What was transformed mm. in you as you reached out and created something new and different? Wow, Debbie, I... I have always uh, seeked. So I've always seeked on how to be um, a better, a better person, right? Uh, I don't, I, I have had major, major transitions and always, always into being more self-aware. So the best gift anyone can do for themselves is ask themselves the hard questions. Are you happy? Are you aligned with what sets your soul on fire? Because when you answer truthfully, most people will find themselves as I did on my 35th birthday when I asked myself, are you happy? And my whole body just like, it felt heavy. I was literally not, not happy. I was miserable. I was miserable. I was 35 years old. I was extremely successful. I was driving a Porsche, had the latest Tahoe in the, in the like, Porsche was just for fun. The Tahoe was so I could take the kids to school. Like it, 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 and it, I, it was so empty. I was so empty inside because it was so trying to convince myself that, the, the, that I, that I, that this was life until I realized like, I'm not, I'm not living my purpose. I'm not living I'm not living anything other than it looks really pretty on the outside and nothing else. Mm. So that day answering that question was a promise to myself on my birthday, my 35th birthday <clears throat> that I was going to do all the hard things to begin to live my truth that I didn't even know what it was at 35. I had no idea what my truth was. I just knew 
that I felt alone and dark and heavy and everything was just like, like really hard to do. It was really hard to take a shower. It was really hard to put a smile on my face. It was just, everything was just hard. So I just stayed in bed most of the time. Now I look back and I'm like, girl, you were depressed, but I would still get up and, you know, be excited for the kids. And I would go to work because I had a nightclub at the time and I had to do the things and I did them well because that's just my DNA. I'm going to do them and I'm going to do them no matter what. Mm-hmm. But it was heavy and hard to do. So needless to say, I went from being very secure financially to having $30 in my pocket. Like it was a hard, I like, I, I did all the things so I could leave and find who I needed to be, who I was, what, what, and it was a question that I finally had the answers for probably five years ago, you know, God blessed me in so many ways through that, finding me people who saw my magic that I didn't see, but saw my magic and gave me opportunity. So I immediately, because of the reputation that I had created of being reliable, if you hire Giselle or if you go and, and, and do an event at, at Giselle's place, it's going to be amazing. She's going to go above and beyond. So I was known to just have that thing of being able to attract people, attract community, bring people together. I didn't know that I did. I just kept moving because remember, you know, when you, there was no freedom. I felt, I felt I was caged and I just had to go through the motions. Fortunately, God gifted me with the ability to do things well. If I focused on it, I'm going to do things well. And I'm always going to make sure that people outside of me have a great experience. Who cares about how I feel? As long as everybody around me that I have access to feels better. They feel, that's why I was so good at the nightclub business because people felt great in my space. Um, So, you know, within all that, like there have been, you know, there have been so many people who have helped me see my magic and given me opportunity to create, like to start to like listen through the noise. It took a long time, Debbie. It took a long time, but I was determined. I was determined to find my truth. It took a long time to figure what out that was, what that was. Cause I didn't, you're not supposed to know. You're just supposed to be open to finding it, to, to being pushed towards it. And I was determined to just feel my way through crazy enough. And I would find myself like massive imposter syndrome. syndrome. I went through a lot of these episodes, a lot of these transitions, um, but I will tell everyone that what I do now, what, what has been a routine for the last few years that has gotten me to a place of self-awareness, that is what we all need to seek to be in a space of be self-aware, be self-aware of how your actions affect others, be self-aware of how your thought process, how are you speaking to yourself? How do you wake up in the morning? Is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning, think of all the reasons you hate waking up that morning, all the things you have to do and da 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 da. Like, are you anxious already? Because you need to be self-aware that that is not life. That is not peace. That is not love. That is not joy. That is not, that is not freedom, which is not going to get you to fulfillment. And fulfillment is a process. 
And it is, there's a lot of challenges, but when you are in a space that you feel proud of who you see in the mirror, that you show up to give of yourself to impact others, it could be a smile. It could be you have a person that you can connect them to. You're listening to a story and you're like, oh my God, I know somebody. Connect them. Or like we started our conversation before I got on this podcast. If I know that there are certain things that you need to get to a, another level or, 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 or create a process that's going to help people reach the gifts that you have for them, I am going to share them. I'm not going to be like, by the way, give me a call. It's going to be $550. No, in that moment, I can impact you and I'm going to. People need to understand to get out of their own way and stop getting out of their head, getting to get out of their head and they need to feel what's right in their heart, what mm. lights them up, what uh, like re raises their vibration. And that starts with self-awareness. You can't be self-aware unless you're silent. You can't be self-aware unless you stop. You can't be self-aware unless you're intentional about why you do what you do. You say what you say. And it can't be about any kind of expectation of others. It has to be because it's true. Mm. It's true. That's so powerful. You, you know, I believe like what you're saying, if I could put it in a nutshell, would be transition is a time of discovery. Oh, God, yes. And that discovery comes through times of reflection. Like you were saying, we have to be so intentional. We have to be quiet to listen and we have to stop. And I always love to share as well, Giselle, that all of us as women, we have these emotions that are speaking to us. They're trying to reveal something that's going on. But if we're not self-aware, like you said, if we don't stop to listen, if we don't slow down, we're not paying attention to those God-given emotions that are trying to let us know something deeper is going on inside. Where do we, where do we need to be healed? Where do we need to be strengthened? Uh, what do we need to let go of? All of these different things our emotions reveal. And I just love how you shared that because we'll never get to that place of fulfillment if we continually just live in that place that's probably behind us, like the past. Or I heard something today, I thought it was interesting, and I don't even know if this relate, but I think it's interesting that if we have bitterness, resentment, or regret, that the three of those are connected to the past. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have to say, uh, you know, don't even answer the phone when the past calls. Just say, hello, past, like I'm in my future, leave me alone and hang up because just move on to that space. I love how you shared that. And I, I know you well enough to ask you, like, how do you get your inspirational ideas and what process do you have in your system? Like, every love what is your daily process of, because, whoa, your mind, your, Yes. I love sharing this. I want to go and add something to what you said about the three things that has you in your past. And I want people to know that when you feel anxiety, that means you're in the, you're trying, you're thinking of the future. Mm. What if, what Good. if, what if, what if, let it go. If you are in action and your intentions are pure, you have to believe that what's 
what's coming is meant to come for one, a lesson so that you are even more impactful, which sometimes hurts. <laughs> they're challenging lessons, but they're lessons. Are you listening so that you can then continue the work so that you can arrive at a place that will impact? So anxiety is also you being in the future, be in the now, do the work now, be intentional now. And it is the most it's glorious. So I just wanted to add that because it's, you're, you're so absolutely right. People that feel any kind of negativity are in the past or in the future. They're not now. I love that about anxiety. I never thought about that. That is so true. We're trying to borrow something in the future and we're not even there. And we're getting anxious about how something's going to work out. And we haven't even gotten to that space yet. That's great advice, Giselle. Thank you. Okay. So what? So I will tell you that I have a morning routine. My mornings are my me time. So, you know, I was talking to one of our very dear friends, Marsha Terry, uh, this morning. And, and I was telling her that because she has an, a, an amazing class, right? And she was saying it's all about self-care. And I said, self-care, though, like because she, she does her things on Sunday. And I said, but self-care in its truest form is what needs to happen to every human being in the morning. The mornings need to be about, because they are for me and they have changed my life. It's been, a, it's been a habit that has been created over time and now is part of my DNA. It's part of how I breathe. I wake up in the morning and it's about me. And what does that mean? That means that I am going to study to master what I'm in. I'm going to meditate to get silent to that's when you're creative you talk about creativity there are so many downloads that happen when you are silent and when you are asking to be guided show me what to do show me what to say show me you know where to go when you just are asking without needing an answer you will get pushed in the right direction with the creative downloads or the right, the phone call will come in that you're like, oh my God. And it will set you in the direction that you're meant to go. The most magical God winks happen when you ask to be guided. You can't do that with all this noise that's happening or you're rushing out the door. Give yourself the morning to raise your heart rate. I don't care if it's five minutes of dance raise your heart rate. There's something that happens and I'm not a science here, but there's science, something scientific that happens when you raise your heartbeat, when you raise your, your heart rate. So you want to break a sweat in the morning. It doesn't matter if it's dance. It doesn't matter if it's five minutes. It doesn't matter if it's 20 minutes, just do it for the me time. Something happens in your body. You want to meditate. You want to get silent and you want to study. You want to put in your head, think about Five hours, like if you do an audiobook and it's five hours, that knowledge you takes you to something that you didn't have before. And now you have it in you forever. That knowledge mm. stays with you forever. So like your course, people need to understand that take this course, understand the power in transition and take that knowledge forever. The power in studying is like, I think I've since in 20, since 2020, since 20, the beginning of 2021, I've read 95 books. Oh my, <laughs> that's incredible. And oh my all word. it is is morning. 
morning in Highway University. So I call it Highway University because the minute I get into my car, I'm listening to something that's educating me or it's inspiring me, or sometimes it's just a great story. It's a great story. It could be, you know, like some amazing romantic story. That, those are my long trips, right? To go see my daughter in Austin. I'm like, ooh, let's hear a fantastic story. But it keeps your vibrations high and it keeps you like, there's something magical about storytelling. And there's also something extremely powerful in building your math, like mastering your talents or, or learning like NFTs. We've got to learn about the future. We've got to learn about the meta. If you, it's too much so for me, it's too much. So I take it in 10 minute increments every day, 10 minutes. I'm going to be all into an article on NFTs, or I'm going to go look at this godforsaken sake that I, like this site that's called, um, oh my God, I, lo I lost it, but because it's a lot. And that's our generation does that. It. It's like, oh, I don't understand this. What is this? <laughs> Take it in 10 minute increments so that you're not lost on the way that a world is changing. So you don't feel anxious. You don't feel feel limited. So my my that my mornings are sacred. So if I know I have a morning meeting, then I get up. If I have a morning meeting, which I hardly ever do morning meetings, my morning, my meetings start at 10. So I will never do a seven, eight, nine anymore. But if I happen to have to, I wake up at four. I wake up at five, whatever it wow. takes. I was going to ask you what time you get up. Okay. Usually between five and seven. So I don't know if you all know this, but we all have our natural sleep rhythm that gives us the most focus in our life. Like if we are, if we actually lean into our natural rhythm we will be more focused. We will be more creative. We will be more alive. My natural rhythm, which I've been fighting forever because I love the 5 a.m. I love getting up at 5 a.m., but it wasn't natural. Like I didn't like, I was like, woo, pop up. I was like, oh, here I yes. am, but let's do this, right? My natural rhythm is 7 a.m. Without an alarm, without anything, about 6.50, 6.45, boom, I wake up with this immense energy and joy. And my natural sleep cycle is 11 p.m. Go to bed at 11 p.m. Like my eyes start to shut at like 1030. So you figure that out just by listening to your body. Yes. Okay. Yes. It was a fun transition, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to, because I had read something about, I was like, I want, I need in this new position, I'm building a global startup. Like I need immense focus. I need immense energy. I need to find what that is. I also hired a wellness coach to teach me what my body needs for my brain food, for my gut. And so I'm doing all those things because it truly starts with diet and sleep. You know, we always want to avoid that diet and sleep, but oh, the thing we need, it's the thing we need. Giselle, tell me, uh, as we're winding up here, tell me real quick about what you're doing with Latina Empire. That is so exciting. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing. I want everyone who's listening that, yes, it's only for women, but it's not just for Latinas. The reason that our founder called it Latina Empire was because Latinas have this natural spice for life. They do. Like, it's like this. It's like. If you think of like, you know, we're moving, we're salsaing, we're like, you know, like yes. we have this vibration <laughs> of like high energy and, and, and she wanted to 
she wanted that to be like when people said it and uh, they knew they were going to be a part of something like spicy and energetic. And it's true. But Latina Empire is honestly, it's an incubator for success. It's an incubator of succession. There are levels. You come in um, at one level. And if you follow through with that incubator, that coaching, that accountability, and you follow this, these courses, and honestly, all it is is to find your purpose, to find your purpose so that you can impact the world. Then it goes into levels. And I will tell you that going up to the highest level, there is investment opportunities. There is, um, there is opportunity for like scalability, but all of it is based on accountability and handholding with your your specific coach at an affordable rate. So what happens is a lot of us find ourselves where sometimes we can't afford it and that's okay, but it doesn't mean that it's not out there for you. So instead of one-on-one, you get, you get put in over time into cohorts. So you share the cost of a coach. So it's, it's a very, it's, it's pretty remarkable. It's going to be, it's going to be an, uh, it's going to be an industry changer for sure. And, and all this is because our founder is she at 35 has made nine figures, has scaled every, like she is, and she wants to teach all those things and bring in other people who can help in that same heart like sense. Like, do you have a heart to serve? Because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take you, you know, it's going to take you coming to a space where it's like, okay, yes, I'm in this for the, for the bigger picture to, for the bigger purpose to impact many, you know? And so it's exciting and we were supposed to launch and now we're pushing up the launch a little bit, but that's okay. And I want everybody to know that in every, in every aspect of life, there's challenges, but God, when you are self-aware, you take the challenges and you're like, okay, what am I going to learn from this? Cause it's going to be even better than we could have ever imagined. So. Well yeah. said. Well, I'm excited about your Latina empire. I love that. And I know you're always about empowering women. You're just obviously so passionate Giselle about encouraging women and teaching all of us how we could step up and step out and be who we were created to be. I mean, that is just you in a nutshell. So I have a final question for you. And I just think about who you are, a branding coach. And if you could create a branding toolbox that every Mm -hmm. woman could have, Mm -hmm. what three tools would you place in that branding toolbox that would be instrumental in launching that woman to her success and branding story? In that toolbox, one, I would remove any limitations that they have on themselves. I would have a tool that would remove the limitations that everybody puts on themselves about how they look and what they sound like and do they sound dumb and am I good enough and all these things that we say to each other because for whatever reason, social media scares the living wits out of people to be completely raw and honest and open. (laughs) I love that tool. Okay. (laughs) I would create that tool. And if I can be that tool, please people come and follow me, come in. I answer every single one of my DMs, um, sometimes a little late now because uh, it, you know, it takes me a little while to go through them, but I promise I answer everybody. Um, the second tool would be 
the ability to speak on video, the ability to turn on the phone, turn it towards them, messy, gritty, wrong, not production level, literally the magic that is in that thing that you hold in your hand to have a phone call or text has the power to connect you in such a powerful way to those who need you. And how people are listening now is through video. They want to feel you. They want to hear you. They want to get a sense of who you are. And they need it over and over and over and over again. So if I, in that toolbox, could could encourage people, it will, it's a tool to encourage people to just turn the phone and share, share tips, steps, the value that you have to offer people and do it over and over again. Like, don't, don't even think for a second, like I've already said that there's so many people who haven't heard it. Mm. You can say the same thing every single day and there's new people who haven't heard it. And the people who have heard it sometimes need to hear it a hundred times to finally make a decision to love themselves enough to invest in what is waiting for them to transform them, to transition them into the, into a space of betterment. So that would be the other tool. Woo. Number three, I could hardly wait. And the other, the third tool in their toolbox would be, I would, I would give them a tool to feel free to slide into other people's DMs that they want to connect with. They don't even have to know them. They don't even have to, but the connection is real on social media. The friendships that you're building are real on social media. And just like if you were at an event and you were like, God, I'm so curious about that person over there, but you were nervous to go over there and say hi, because they didn't know you, you would never have the opportunity to build a relationship. Same thing on social media, anywhere you're at. You make a decision today, once a day, slide into somebody's direct message and just tell them how you feel about them, what they've done for you, or your curiosity in them. Please don't make it a slide into their DM to ask them to buy your stuff. No, build the relationship with people and see how those relationships become like that. It multiplies into what will happen in your business. Like, Once you build relationships and they have this amazing feeling about you and they've built this rapport with you, they talk to people about you. True. That's true. That really is a system to all of this. And that's what I love about you, Giselle, like coming on today, sharing so much wisdom, so much knowledge, and just the understanding of all of this, all of this with social media but even more so about who we are as women and what's in our heart and have that heart of service to let our magic out because we all have a unique purpose and we're all called to step forth to impact and change the world. So I want to encourage everyone who's listening. I'm going to have all of Giselle's contact information in my show notes. She has amazing courses, her Bold Institute. She is one of the most passionate coaches. That's why she was in the top 10 in 2020. She will empower you to do the very thing that you need to do, the very thing that you are afraid to do. She will 
empower you to do that. I know that personally because I've worked with Giselle. She's helped me in so much. And I know she's looking at me right now thinking, Debbie, you're doing it. And you have been such an inspiration in my life, Giselle, a special friend of my heart. And I've learned so much just being with you and learning from your wisdom. And I can't thank you enough for being with me today. And for everyone who has come to listen, because when we all come together as a village, we're all learning together how to embrace, grow, and be transformed by the purpose and power of our transitions. Thank you for joining us today on the Transition Bridge Podcast. We appreciate you. If you enjoyed listening today, please go ahead and subscribe or review the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes. And for more information about Debbie, go to DebbieRonka.com. That's D-E-B-I-R-O-N-C-A.com.